Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. Welcome to WDW for Families, and we are here with another exciting podcast. Joining us tonight are four of my distinguished co-hosts, including the man from North Carolina, Mark Price. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing well, working some, some internet and phone issues, but I think we're good now. Okay, yeah, we've been we've all been experiencing that tonight. I don't know if something's in the air or what's going on. And here to correct me because he hasn't had any problems is Randy Whitman. That's me, everybody. That's me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I saw the saltiness in your face when I said we've all been having problems. All right. And all the way up north is Miss Charity Rockford. How are you, Charity? Hey, doing pretty well. How about you? Good. And Stephanie in Nashville, how are things in the Forrester household? They are really good, but you'll notice I'm wrapped up in a blanket because I'm cold. It got did, cold did you, on it. Did you get your second vaccine today? Uh. No, I'm scheduled, but not for a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, that, but I'm just that, cold. I'm just plain old chilly. Okay. All right. Rusty is not with us yet. There is a chance that the Alabama Flash will uh, join in here in a little bit at any time. We aren't exactly sure when or where that that man from Alabama will appear. But he could pop in at any moment during this podcast. We'll see. Who knows? And so tonight we've got two things we're going to talk about. First of all, Randy J. just got back from Walt Disney World. He's going to give us some quick hits on his vacation that he and his beloved family took to Walt Disney World. Second, we're going to talk about one of the big crazes that's been happening within uh, the Disney World culture, and that is surprising your family with a Disney vacation and techniques to do that with, like uh, some examples of how we've done it in the past or stories that we've heard from clients or friends that we thought were pretty good. So that's a, it's a twofold show, show tonight, show. It's a twofold show tonight. And it's just going to be really simple. First of all, Randy, when did you go? Where did you go? And how long was your vacation? We'll just start right there ground up and then uh mark charity and stephanie if you guys could come up with maybe one question for randy and then we'll move on all right here we go when was uh march 15th we went for five days to disney world uh we stayed at a beach club uh which was fun we stayed in the villas um we uh, had a great time uh, the pool was open. It was warm. The first five days was cold. The last two days, uh, we swam on the warm days, which worked out perfectly. Uh, they were doing the spring flower and garden festival in, uh, Epcot, which was beautiful and fun. And we got to, uh, see the topiaries. Uh, we got, we were the second family to get into Hollywood studios. We saw, the empty streets of Sunset Boulevard. Um, so that was a highlight. Uh, though we did not ride Rise of Resistance, we did not get it in the morning and did not try in the afternoon. Um, and we're just fine with that. 
because we had ridden it uh, before. Um, so that was a highlight. Uh, it's also the same week that the uh, March Madness tournament began, and it's become kind of a tradition whenever we are there at spring break uh, to watch a lot of basketball. And so we did that too. And that was a lot of fun. This was a more relaxing trip. We were in the room at eight o'clock most nights. We were uh, asleep uh, by nine thirty most nights. So it was a relaxing, um, sleepy trip for us. All right, panel. Let's start. Stephanie already has a question in the queue. I can see. We'll start with Stephanie. Charity, you'll be second. Mark, you'll be third. All right, here we go, Stephanie. Okay, Randy, so I've been hearing a lot of things about big, long lines um, of people waiting to get into the pool. Um, you know, part of that is capacity. I think they're trying to, like, limit how many. I'm just curious for you, like, did you ever have moments where you had to wait in order to get into that pool area? That's a great question. I, I have not heard that. I will say that um, all the parks were sold out the entire week for a park reservation. So it was busy in that regard. The parks were, were, you know, pretty busy. Uh, but as regarding the pool specifically, we never had to wait. I never saw a line. Um, we, uh, um, getting a, a, a set of chairs, they were, they were, uh, um, connected together in groups of three and four. Um, there may be, maybe groups of two somewhere I didn't see, but mostly groups of threes and fours. Um, and I heard people frustrated, you know, around me that they couldn't get chairs. Um, two of the days my wife went down when the pool was open. And, uh, so she got chairs right away. And then we went down and joined her until lunchtime when we left, um, or a little after lunch when we left the pool. So, um, no, I did not see long lines. And, uh, I thought that the, the number of people there, though, Though most seats were full, most most uh, chase lounges were being occupied. Uh, it was not overly crowded. Answer your question. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's perfect. Nice. So, um, big hurrah on getting to be the second family into the Hollywood Studios for the day. Um, I'm sure everyone is wondering how did you do it. So that was fun. So we we walked. Um, that, that was the secret was, uh, uh, we walked, we arrived at, uh, Hollywood Studios about an hour and 10 minutes before opening. Um, they made everybody go to the left toward the bathroom, I think is over there. And, uh, 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 I want to say customer service, but they don't call it customer service, right? Um, but you know where, where you could go talk to somebody if you needed ticket help. They made everybody go to the left to that um, uh, temperature check and to that security point um, because I didn't want people crowding up in front of the sky tram or the skyway. What's that called? Skyliner. Skyliner. They didn't want people lining up in front of the skyliner, so they sent everybody over. Well, when we get there, they had just said, okay, now you can start lining up in front of the Skyliner because it was an hour and 10 minutes before. And so that made us, you know, there was one family in front of us and then us at the temperature check. And so they uh, opened the gates for us. It was about um, eight minutes um, after the hour, which made it about 52 minutes before park opening. And then they released us. We got a temperature check, quick security, 
and then off to the um, to the Magic Band scanners, and we were in. And uh, and so that's how we got there. We actually weren't the first people to arrive. There were hundreds of people over there to the side, uh, but we were the first, we were the second family at the second entrance. And so that's how we got in. It was great. I have pictures of Sunset Boulevard empty. I'll say that um, in our on our day, Tower of Terror was open right away, and we went straight there. Um, and then we, because uh, 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 Rock and Roller Coaster was not open immediately at that moment, uh, once we got off Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster was open and running, and it was good. And for us, we chose that as our strategy rather than run to some of the other things because um, Beth has had some knee issues again recently. And so we had the uh, the disability pass for her. So that gave us an opportunity that other folks wouldn't have had um, to use, which we very much appreciated. But it was good. You should try it, Charity. It'll work. I think we will. All right, Mark, you are up with your question. All right. As as far as the parks go, Randy, how did it feel with, with all the different changes they've had um, capacity-wise compared to what a busy day would feel like previous to COVID? That's a great question. Um, for me, it did not feel as busy as fall break. It felt about as busy as it was at Thanksgiving when we were there. So... Again, you know, so, so, so uh, compared to a normal spring break, I would say it was about on par, maybe a little less busy than a normal spring break. You know, they, they, I think they have reduced capacity, but they've also reduced some of these things that just soaked up large crowds, right? Some of these shows that just sucked a lot of people out. Um, they've, they've reduced those. So, uh, you know, it felt like a normal, busy spring break that's how i felt about the crowds todd i thought that that's a really good point randy and i hadn't you know i hadn't even thought about that i mean if if there's no nemo if there's no festival of lion king i mean all that's going to do is pump lines towards everything else there and so you know that that's a really good point that i hadn't thought of Perfect. where did you see that the most randy like where would you say you felt the effects of that the most. The effects of an extra crowd uh, without the shows. Yeah, yeah um, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say maybe where where is the parks the crowdedest? I mean, it, obviously it's going to be Hollywood Studios, and it's the Indiana Jones right show that just sucks the people up. Um, you know, I yeah, did Beauty still notice, and Beauty and the Beast. I did still notice like people coming out of the. Uh, Muppet Show, right? You know, there's the moments where the crowd rushes out of the Muppet Show, Muppet Vision 3D. So that still exists, but that happening at Bell and Beast, that happening for Fantasmic, that happening for Indiana Jones, that's, that's what I noticed wasn't happening, uh, is, is a lighter crowd and then all of a sudden you get the influx. Uh, even the shows that are running, remember, they're at a reduced capacity as well. So, sure. you know, when you think about your Frozen sing-along, because you have all that space in between guests, um, even, you know, the number of guests that they would have had in there, that's reduced too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought at first, you know, there's probably not that many shows at Hollywood, but now that we're talking about it, you know, there's the, 
the um, Little Mermaid show. There's the Bell and Beast. There's the Frozen. There's Indiana Jones. There's uh, what about the? Is, do they still have the Little Kids uh, Disney Junior show? The Disney Junior, and then the Cars, uh, the Lightning McQueen show. Yep. Jedi so, Training Academy. Phantasmic. Yeah, but Phantasmic's not running all day. Phantasmic's, you know, only during that time at night. Right. But that's a, I mean, that's a really good point. Randy, what about dining? You know, I'm always really curious to hear what everybody does on their dining. Did you guys, did you guys try any new restaurants? Did you try any new counter places? What was your experience there? Yeah, I don't think we tried anything new. We did go back to Crystal Palace. Um, we tried that on a, on a whim, on a, on a quick edition. Uh, a trip or two ago and really, really liked it. And so we went back and it was good. It wasn't as magical as the last time we went, but, it, but it was still a great experience and the food was still good. Um, a different menu, right? Different setup, not a, not a buffet. Um, so that was good. We did peaches and cream twice. Beth got two reservations there. That's how much we like it. Uh, that was fun and good. Um, you can still order the, the kitchen sink that still exists, but they're not doing the listing of the ingredients, yelling it out, a whole can, a whole can, right? And the yellow light swinging around and all of that, that, that is all on pause, uh, for COVID. I asked about it and she said, uh, somebody complained that, that uh, they were going to get COVID from the yelling a whole can. So therefore they can't do that anymore. But you can still order the food and get the kitchen sink. They shut down the line uh, to get the outside line to get takeaway ice cream because they had trouble managing the line because the line could not be socially distanced very well. So, you know, that's that's a little different. Um, speaking of social distancing, I felt of the, you know, of the other trips I've taken during COVID, uh, this was beginning to get a little less social distance. I think people are getting a little more comfortable being together. And, you know, we, our family is, some of us have had it already. Some of us have been vaccinated already. So, um, I was less bothered by it because I felt like I tried to tell myself, I'm okay. This isn't going to affect my health, right? Try to pull my emotions down a little bit. But yeah, there were times where people were right, right behind me, paid no attention to the marks on the ground. Um, it, that was more of an issue this time. I think it's going to be, uh, people are going to be less and less concerned about the social distancing. I just, I, yesterday evening, we went shopping. We went to TJ Maxx here in town. And, the, and I looked down at the sidewalk and I saw the red duct tape uh, X's that they had on the sidewalk, probably for Black Friday is what I would assume. And I think we're all going to live in a world where we walk around places where we see X's on floors from social distancing, like 20 years from now, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's from 2020. And it, I think it'll be a, a pretty funny reminder. Like, we'll be at just some random place, like, you know, Ross, and there'll be an X on the floor. Go ahead, The last, the last story that, you know, I'll, I'll just, I mean, unless you have other questions, that's fine. But the last thing I'll mention is I did break my own rule. Uh, my own rule is, you don't call out uh, people who are cutting the line. Like, it's just, you know, it's better for everybody if you just ignore it. Um, and what happened was we were we were in front of a topiary. 
this was one of the big ones, one of the main walkway topiaries. Uh, there's two families in front of us. They're standing in front of it getting their picture. There's another family. Then there's us. And a guy, you know, and his family walks up. They start to walk past it. And then they see this beautiful topiary. So he sends his family off to the side to get a side shot of the topiary. That's fine, whatever. But he realizes it would be better if he were straight on. So he waves his family to stand in front of the topiary. And then he stands in front of all of us to take his picture. And I said, oh, that's actually why we're all here. And he turned to me and said, what? He kind of bucks up. And I said, uh, actually, that you know, we're all here for that same purpose. And he just, well, I just, ah. Oh, and then the huff, he, he, he ushers his family away and they leave and I ruined his day. So it did not go well. I don't recommend doing that. Just let him do it. It's not worth it. You know, I felt bad about it later. You know, my, my, my wife didn't care for my comments. So it's better just not to do it. Learn from my mistakes and just let it happen. It's okay. Uh, in that situation, the fun thing about my family is my wife's the one who would have said something for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else want to ask Randy one more question or a comment? Anyone? Anyone? No, we're good. Okay. Oh, Mark's got one. Okay, Mark. Just uh, on the magic scale, one to ten, pre-COVID, current situation, where do you put it on the on the magic scale? I mean, if, if the magic was a 10 before, it's a 10 now for me. Like, you know, I, I don't need to go meet and greet Anna and, and, and whatever her sister's name is. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to do that. Like, it's fine with me. I don't need to watch the parade. I'm not a big Fantasmic fan. It's just fine with me. Uh, I'm as happy there as I've ever been. I don't need to go see people like Mickey and whatever her name is. <laughs> Mickey and. Minnie? Is that it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Mortimer. I mean, no, Mickey. That's right. Mickey. One day we're going to make a list of things that Randy is. Like, we know what Randy's not. That's like, what you, you know. can write a novel about things that Randy is not. All right. So we're going to go to our topic here, which is surprising people, not necessarily your kids, but most of the time it's people surprising their kids with the Disney World vacations. Now, I know several of us have done this. This is a big phenomenon now. Uh, Charity was actually the one with the idea for the podcast. So, Charity, I'm going to surprise you and let you kind of introduce the podcast. Are you cool with that? Okay. Okay. So, go ahead and introduce this concept and just kind of, you know, whatever. Right. So, um, I would just say that I have so much adoration for everyone who is good at this good at surprising. It is a big thing. I think we've all seen it um, online, whatever, you know, whatever you do, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I'm sure we've all seen either a picture of like, oh, the kids that are just <gasps> in amazement or you've seen the video or your friend at work has been like, oh, we surprised our kids here. Stand here and watch this video with me for like three and a half minutes of how we surprise them. And they would not. Um, I, I am not good at that. I am not good at that at all. But that is one of those things that, um, you know, when I'm talking to families, I get the question of like, Oh, we're going to surprise the kids. How do we, how do you think we should do it? 
or, um, you know, I have clients that are going to be down there in like five days. So I, I think I can say this. They probably won't listen. Um, they're going down separately and they're going to prize, um, one of the family members. It's his birthday. They're going to surprise him by the fact that the whole rest of the family is there and he doesn't know they're there. So, you know, it, just this whole idea of surprising with the vacation or surprising during the vacation. Um, I, I am not good at it. So, um, I, I thought it would be wonderful to hear from our group who is, uh, really good at it, who has done it. And, um, I would just love to hear all about what you've done or, um, you know, what maybe a, a friend has done, what you've seen and experienced. All right. I'm going to take a wild guess here. And a wild guess and assume that Stephanie has probably done this more than any of us. So, uh, Stephanie, do you want to share any experience that you've had surprising your children or hearing a story of somebody surprising their children? Sure. I feel like that might have been like an age joke. Is that like an age joke? Uh, Stephanie. Well, since has... you're the, since you're younger than me, no. <laughs> Okay, I won't take it that way. No, I, um, you know, I have surprised mine in different ways. Um, none of them have been super ornate, but, um, you know, we've done everything from waking them up at 5 a.m. and telling them we're getting in the car. Um, I thought that one would go over better than it did. They were just kind of groggy and like, what? Like, what is happening? So that one what didn't go over quite so well, but probably um, my favorite one was when we had been on our Disney cruise, you know, it's always sort of a bummer when you're getting off the cruise ship. It's like a mild depression. So we got into the car and I told the kids, all right, we're driving home. So they fell asleep and luckily they did not wake up when we drove past under the arches. They were still asleep. So we pulled into Wilderness Lodge. And that drive only takes about maybe 40 minutes. So I said, okay, guys, wake up. We're going to go to the bathroom in this place. And they're like, where are we? What is this? And it was fun to say, we're at the Wilderness Lodge. We're extending our vacation. Uh, we're going to straight to the Magic Kingdom. So that was a lot of fun. And they were very surprised at that one. We actually did video that one, and it was a good, <laughs> a good reaction. Uh, so that's one, a couple that I've experienced. I've had some clients that have done really creative things. Some that have made puzzles. Um, you can get, make a custom puzzle and it says, you know, we're going to Disney World and they let the kids put it together. That's really neat. Uh, I've had other very creative clients do a full out scavenger hunt and they have, you know, different clues hidden either in in different rooms or even around town. And then at the end, uh, there's a big reveal. Um, a lot of times people have wrapped up magic bands. So, you know, those are just a couple that I've experienced. I think, I think the one that went over the best with our family was I told my boys, they know, they know that Amanda and I always go by ourselves every year on vacation to Disney to run, either run the half or the full. And this particular year, we were going to Disneyland, 
And so I told them we were going to meet their pop pop at the airport and that he was going to pick them up and then he was going to drive them home. And so when we got to the airport, they were looking for pop pop and he wasn't there. And they go, and my oldest goes, where's, where's pop pop? And I said, well, he's not coming. And they just kind of looked at me like, what? And I said, this year y'all are going with us to Disneyland. And they freaked out and it was really awesome. And then they realized they were flying on a plane for the first time. <laughs> and one of them freaked out in another way. Uh, but it was, it was a really, it was a really cool experience. Um, and that, that was one way we got them. And I, I, that wasn't, you know, the most creative way, but it was fun. And then, uh, when I, my wife and my oldest son, my oldest son goes to a school where they take, uh, class trips everywhere. And my wife always goes on the class trip with my son. So we started a tradition of me taking the other two to Disney World. Well, the first year we did it, um, I just showed up at school and they had no idea what was going on. I was like, Hey, I, we've got to go to the hospital. <laughs> it's terrible now that I think about it. We've got to go to the hospital. Somebody's sick, you know, and nobody can, nobody can pick you up at three. I've got to take care of things. And, um, <laughs> and we drove to the airport and battle was like, wait, this isn't the hospital. This is the airport. And I was like, well, yeah, because the three of us are going to Disney World. And they went nuts, of course. And it was great. But, Anyways, those are my two stories. That's what I've done. I'm sure there are some better, more creative ways. And there's nobody better to ask about this than Mr. Creativity himself, Randy Whitman. Randy, what what, what do you say about this kind of stuff? Have you ever surprised the kiddos? I don't know about creativity. But we did. Yeah, we've done a few, um, certainly. Uh, I think my, my favorite one is when um, we were having a rough second pregnancy you know, there was, there was health issues there. And so, um, it was just me and Beth, my wife and Abby. And so we said, Hey, we're going to find out, you know, some news on this particular day. And then the next week we're going to do special times together. And it was good news, which was great. And, and our second pregnancy was great and it worked out great. But, um, but we didn't know that necessarily when we scheduled this. And so I said, well, we'll just do a special day and I'll take, you know, Beth took Monday and I took Tuesday and on Tuesday we'll do something fun. And so uh, on that Tuesday, it's in the morning. We're going, you know, I said, we're going to leave the house at nine o'clock or whatever time it was. We get in the car. She didn't know that Beth didn't know that I had already packed everything. I had packed all the clothes for Beth. I had packed all the clothes for Abby. Um, the shoes, everything was, was done already in the back of the car. I ran back inside saying that I forgot something to grab, like her toothbrush and her makeup bag and like some final stuff. Um, and then we drove to where we dropped off the car, the park, you know, park away place, um, to go to the airport. And she was just confused. And then I'm, I'm tearing up and. And I tell her we're going to Disney World and she's tearing up and it's Abby's first trip ever. And I'd gotten Abby a special shirt that said, you know, my first Disney trip and, and those kinds of things. And so it was a really special time and it, it was my favorite. Um, the, the negative of that one was Beth had two pairs of shoes that looked really similar. And so I brought two left shoes. <laughs> and so that was the negative. Uh, was well, that, uh, well, I've got two things to say about this. Hey, Randy, that's brilliant. Like, I, 
I am my respect level for your creativity just dumped up about 20 points. That was really good. B, mm-hmm. I, when you said you packed all the kids' stuff, I thought, oh, what a disaster. That no, he, he, here, here's the secret on that, by the way. The secret is I, I counted the number of days. So we did laundry. I counted the number of days since we did laundry. It was like three days. We were going to be gone three days. And so I washed all three days worth of clothes, and those were the three days worth of clothes I brought. And so it was perfect. Like, if she wore it the last three days, she'll wear it the next three days. Like, it's going to be fine. That's how that worked. Uh, wow. But, yes. So we, we spent two nights, and, and it was a, it was a great trip, and, and pregnancy went great, and, and so everything, we, we lived happily ever after. Um, so we had that one. We also did a trip where, just like you, Todd, we had planned on it being just the two of us. We changed it at the last minute to bring the kids. We didn't tell them. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa were going to bring them back from the airport. They were going to say goodbye to us. Uh, and then we surprised them at the airport with the with the camera on them. It was a little disappointing, the reaction. They were like, oh, really? Okay. Like, it wasn't as, as excited as I want them, wanted them to be, but... Once we got and were waiting for the airplane, then suddenly I think it hit them. Maybe they really were going and they got more excited. So we had that one and I had another one where, what was the other one? Oh, we went down to Atlanta for a work trip. I had a, I had a thing down there and the whole family came. We stayed in the hotel together. They had fun while I was in my meetings. And then we said we were going to go home. And instead of driving north back to Nashville, we drive, we drove south to, to Orlando. And, um, you know, they were young enough I mean, they were probably, I mean, they'll probably be seven and nine or maybe, maybe, you know, six and eight, something like that. They were old enough to notice, wow, it's taken a lot longer to get home than it took to get down here. But for whatever reason, they didn't notice. I kept being concerned that Abby was going to notice the palm trees or <laughs> notice the giant billboards that say Disney World, right? With <laughs> advertising the rides. Uh, she never noticed it, focused on that movie, right? Focused on the movie on the back of the headrest. And, uh, and so it wasn't until I said, look, girls, there's fireworks over there. Cause we were coming in at night and we could see the fireworks from the car. And, uh, that's when they started to piece it together. And then we pulled into, uh, the yacht club. That's where we were staying was the yacht club. And, and, uh, they were excited. We'd never stayed there before. And so they were thrilled and it was great. It was a great moment. That one worked out well. I've done now. I've done the uh, I've done the started driving and tell them we're going to Atlanta or we're visiting friends down in you know wherever. I've done that a few times, and that that's always a good one too. I mean, something as simple as that still is is pretty magical and effective for your kids. Um, Mark, we have not heard from you on this topic. You've been awful stoic over there in your corner of North Carolina. Give us some thoughts. Y'all have all these wonderful planned out creative stories. I have, uh, family members in Florida. So I, I take the easy way out most of the time. We're in Florida all the time. So we can just drive about an hour or so, not tell them where we're going, tell them we're going home, whatever. And, uh, we let them figure out whether it's the bridge over welcoming us to whatever park we're going to, not Disney World, but we went to the Legoland one time and we got video of, of my daughter and uh, she was not old enough to be able to read Lego land, but the sign's pretty good at uh, advertising what it is. And she immediately looked at it and was like, Legos, 
what's Legos? And uh, she she figured it out that way. But having having family in the state makes you uh, makes you a little lazy on your surprises because you can just jump in the car, head down the road a little bit, and uh, they, they go a lot. So they're not expecting it as as much as uh, people that don't have family in in Florida. All right. Yeah, that would be a that'd be a huge advantage to actually have family in Florida that I could say, yes, we are going to Uncle Doug's house. Stephanie, you had something else to add. Yeah, I have actually a couple of things that have just popped into my brain. An idea maybe for our listeners uh, that maybe if you aren't quite as creative, a really good resource is to get on Etsy and just type in Disney World Reveal or Disneyland Reveal. And there are all sorts of different things that you can purchase. And there, a lot of them are really inexpensive. I have oftentimes gotten ornaments. In fact, the last, uh, well, our plan trip to Disneyland, I had an ornament that was made and it said, <sighs> it said, we're going to Disneyland 2020. So. We all know how that worked out, right? Um, as we were decorating the tree this year, my son was like, hey, remember when you were going to take us to California? <laughs> I have that ornament next year on the tree, and it'll say, we're going to Disneyland 2020. And the zero, the, the zero will be X'd out, and it'll have a two there. Yes, yes that's that's actually the plan. Either, either we'll change it to a one, or we'll change it to a two depending on when I can replan. But so that's kind of a humorous um, thought. But anyway, yeah, Etsy has all kinds of resources that are really good for that. Um, another thing that one of my clients has done, and I'm not 100% sure how they organized all of this, but they had, they got a character actor to call the kids as Mickey Mouse and tell them that they were coming to see him at Disney World. So I thought that was, again, a very, very unique idea and really fun, especially for younger kiddos. I'm not sure my 16-year-old would be, like, super thrilled, but for the younger ones, that was perfect. Stephanie, I, you just reminded me, I, I've actually done this. I, we, we did that I, for one of our trips a long time ago. We have a friend who works down at Disney and does some character work, and he he has Mickey nailed. Like he can do Mickey's voice really well. And he called and uh, and told my boys that they were coming to see him, and that was pretty cool. I, I just have forgotten all the things we've done. I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point where to uh, to us, like my boys still love going. They just expect to go, so it's harder to you know like thrill them with some surprise. But that's just where we are as a family. That's not saying for you guys as a as first time Disney travelers that you shouldn't make, you know, make this as magical as you can. Um, looking back on it now as a creative person that I consider myself as, I wish I'd been more creative when when I first started, you know, surprising my children with trips to Disney. We're going to go to Stephanie. And then we'll go to charity and then we'll wrap this podcast up. All right, Stephanie. Oh, I just wanted to throw one more thought out there. A lot of times I do have clients that ask me, 
um, should I make, keep it as a surprise or should I tell the kids? And, you know, of course, that's a personal decision. But I think sometimes it's nice to kind of do a little bit of both. Um, I think it's nice to surprise them, but give them, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of research a little bit. Um, give them a chance to, you know, check out the resort, look at pictures, you know, look at some of the rides and see what they're going to be interested in. Because I think that's part of the fun of the vacation, too, is is that anticipation. So I think while, yes, surprising them is awesome and fabulous, uh, it's also really, I think, important to give them a chance to plan, anticipate and get excited, too. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Yeah, and that was that was actually the same kind of point I was getting at was, um, you know, I I think one of the reasons that it's so hard for me to get through the idea of really surprising my kids um, is that they see me helping families plan their vacation all the time. So they do a lot of oh well when we plan I want to do this or I want to plan to do this and um you know especially when we were in the phase of planning fast passes or even with you know planning out dining um like my daughter wants to plan out for every day that we're doing something you know what we're doing who we're meeting where we're eating she wants to plan out what characters outfit she's going to wear for each of those days and even my son, he loves getting involved in picking out his costumes and, you know, what other little things that he wants to do. So I think that's part of why it's so hard for me to get through the idea of surprising them is because in a way, I I do feel like they'd miss out on part of that. So I, I know it's a lot different for every family and you guys. I, I tell you, I, I bow down to the masters of surprises. You guys have all nailed it. All right. Well, I think this was interesting. I think this has challenged me to figure out how to surprise my 18-year-old with a trip to Disney World in the future. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it as listeners. Remember uh, to subscribe to our podcast, to join us on Facebook, and to message us. And we will have more exciting content coming, hopefully weekly, from here on out. So anyone with any last words to say? No. Good deal. All right. The tradition continues. Well, you're never too old to wish upon a star. <laughs>